Good morning, all you icons out there in Indie Pod land. How are you doing this morning? Uh, if you can't tell, my voice is uh, still kind of shot. I think the last time I was on a live stream was back on Monday night uh, with the Business Geeks, and uh, my, my voice was even worse then, but it, it, still, it still feels very difficult even now. Uh, so anyway, today is Wisdom Wednesday, which uh, is always fun because I get to bring on these awesome guests, uh, guest podcasters, guest content creators, guest experts in general to help you with your podcasting journey. And today we have a really great one where we're going to be talking about leveling up your content creation game, uh, which I am all about. I've been uh, personally, I've been creating content that since back in 96, 97 on websites and front page and, and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, content uh, is really about bringing people together and, and bringing them under one message and, and one roof. And, uh, and like when people come to my house, you know, we like to, we like to feed them and we like to take care of them and make sure they're, they're having a great time. And content is that opportunity to invite people to you and to your world and how you uh, do things. So before we get in, uh, bring our guest in today, I just want to remind everybody that Icon 6 tickets are available. Uh, That's for September 12th. Uh, It will be held on Zoom, which is different than all the other virtual ones we've done. Uh, That's because I want to see everybody to see face to face. Uh, it'll enable us to do host our our annual creative podcast competition workshop, uh, as well as get to see some pretty funny stuff. Because while I haven't announced it um, into the group yet, if you're watching this stream, it might it might be fun for you to see uh, what the uh, logo is looking like that I haven't announced yet with a theme that I haven't announced yet. So it's all coming together, uh, and hopefully by uh, the end of this weekend, I will have all the full announcements. The schedule for the uh, for the uh, event will be announced probably either today or tomorrow. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> uh, there will be multiple breaks throughout the day, I promise. Uh, even though they're not on the schedule, it, there will be breaks um, because the the way the timing works out. But to show everybody a firsthand what it's going to look like. Uh, this is this was designed by our by our uh, icon Larry Roberts over at Readily Random Graphics, which you should totally go check out. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else about this uh, until until I you know make the full announcement probably on like Monday. Uh, but I just wanted to give everybody a sneak peek to what is coming down the pike for Icon Six. So. Um, yeah, uh, what else is there? This episode is also is brought to you by IndiePod University. You can learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. Uh, go to IndiePodU.com. And uh, our first workshop that's being, that's being held inside the IndiePodU uh, is going to be building a better sponsorship kit. Uh, you can join us on August 20th. Uh, go to IndiePodcasters.com slash workshop. When you buy your ticket for... The workshop, you will get one month of IndiePod U as well included. Uh, so you'll be able to watch the, you know, participate in the the workshop and get access to 150 hours plus of 
uh, podcasting resource videos, and so much more. Our community, our you know, our private community, and everything. And if you want to get a free ride into that community, into that into that 150 hours of podcasting resources, uh, then you should go to indiepodcasters.com/tube and hit that subscribe button. And uh, I'll be giving you a free ride into the IndiePod University on Friday for Free Ride Friday. Now, uh, I want to bring on our guest here where, who's going to help us talk about how you can level up your content game. And uh, I, I got to meet this person a, a couple months ago. Um, she was introduced to me by our one of our icons in the community, Stephen Green. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's always fun to get to talk to her. We you know we we talked a couple of times, and uh, and now I was like, all right, well let's let's get you on the IndiePod Daily Show. Uh, everybody, I need some super claps in the chat for Super Jamie Palmer. Woo! What is going on, Jamie? How are you feeling today? I'm great. How are you today? I am. I'm feeling. I'm feeling really positive. Uh, feeling the wind. The winds of change are here, uh, yeah. and not in my. And hopefully not for permanent for my voice. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Um, yeah. What, what did you think? What did you think of that? Uh, that image I threw up there. Love you know, it. The, yeah. Snazzy. Yeah. Snazzy. There is a whole thing going on that I, I will release more about on Friday or not Friday on on Monday. Oh, I got some got some super claps in the chat. Uh, and what's going on, Brad and Dave? How are you both doing this this fine morning here? This fine Wisdom Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie, tell uh, tell everybody how long have you been uh, in the content creation game? Oh, that's a challenging question. I mean, I've been creating content in my business for 17 years. I originally started <laughs> I originally started doing it for other people. So when I first started my business, it was a website design firm. So we'd create tons of content for websites. That's back in the day when you'd be able to like actually get found in Google in like a hot second as soon as you launched your website. <laughs> Um, but yeah, 17 years and it's been a blast and I've had my podcast, I think for like three and a half years now, we've done like nearly 400 episodes. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Of- Thank you. Yeah. Content's so much fun. <laughs> it It is. It is. It, it can be challenging, but I think when you really love the topic that you're talking about and bringing to the table, it, it really shouldn't be that hard. Um, to like come up and, and, you know, come up with ideas and put new spins on things and things of that nature. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like if, if it's becoming super challenging to create content, you probably have to think about the topic you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Probably. And it probably wouldn't hurt to reach out to your, to your, uh, audience and ask them for, for some, you know, ideas and then start to take those ideas and put tweaks on them and, yeah. you know, and, and twist it. Cause, cause like, I, I think sometimes we as content creators kind of want to like give everything all at once. And, and it's like, you just need to like chop it up do, 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 and then like, okay, I can give like this piece and this can be a whole post that just people that are just looking for that. And then you can link to the next post that gets them to the, yeah. next, you know, to the next piece, to the next piece, to the next piece. Yeah, for sure. I always say, I think simple is better, right? Like you can talk high level 30,000 foot view on 
content. But ultimately, at least for me and what I've seen, what's worked for my clients, what's worked for me, it's like people want those simple, actionable things Mm -hmm. that can help move them forward. Because when you give them that big 30,000 foot view, it's just like overwhelmed city, right? And it's like, then they can't take action and then they can't move forward. And ultimately that 30,000 foot view is where they come in. And that's why they hire someone like you or I, right? Like they need that handholding to actually do the how and do the strategy and move forward. But like simple is always better because then that positions you like, Hey, Joe's an expert in X. And I know why, because he gave me all these ninja tips, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, um, it, it definitely, uh, that, but that can be overwhelming again. If you're, if you're not willing to, to sit down and like really break down the pieces of what you're creating, uh, down into like, okay, like, like, okay, this top, I'm going to teach you how to use computers. <laughs> like, okay, great. Like, c- congratulations. Like, you, you, you're like you, you just figured out the theme for your whole website. <laughs> like, yeah, right. right. Not, not one post, but the whole theme. Right. Um, and and then you need to like okay like how do we what's a keyboard and how do we use it and then yeah. what's a mouse and how do you use it and yeah. uh make it you know break it down even more even more simple simplistic or niche it down even further than that um yeah you know so it's uh and and then that then it becomes a, a numbers game right because like if you go something too broad like oh just computers right I mean technically it's not that broad because it could be like technology and then like okay we focus down in the computers but if you if you focus on that broad of a topic, like not everyone's gonna react to everything that you you build, right? So like to me, it'd be like, you know, you uh, computers for over sixty year olds, yeah, like exactly. sixty for sixty plus, um, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I I love too. Like one of the things that I always say to people because this is a topic that I talk about all the time. People are always like, well, I want to do social media or want to do a podcast or I want to do whatever, but I don't know what to talk about. And I'm like, really? Um, (laughs) So I always say, take it and break it down into content categories or content buckets. Like what are the five to seven categories, like high level categories you could always create a piece of content for? And for some people that might be their process, right? Like here are the seven steps in my process and I'm always going to speak to one of those seven steps. Or for others, it might be here are kind of the five different topics that you talk about. Like for you, you're so into podcasting. Like here's like the basics of getting set up with podcasting. Then here's how to get guests on the show. Here's how to do a sponsorship thing. Here's how to monetize. Here's how to convert. Like you could have like five topics like that where you're always creating content in one of those five buckets. And then depending upon what you're, because many of us want to monetize our podcast, obviously, depending upon what's on your editorial calendar, if you have your launch coming up, you could be like, well, I know these are the two or three problems that people always have. So let me create content in that content category because I'm seeding the launch that you have coming up. And I think people like to overcomplicate the, the, the structure of it, right? And, or the lack there of structure. Cause it's like, hey, start a podcast or hey, create this content. And you like, the options are limitless. But when you have a little bit of structure around, here are the categories that I'm always speaking to, it becomes easier to actually create that content. Cause it's like, does this fit into one of my categories? Yes or no? 
okay, it does. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's, uh, the only way I was able to go, you know, daily, uh, really like I've done, I've done daily things twice. Uh, once was business lessons where I was coming up with a new business lesson every single day from wherever yeah. I was. So I'd grab my vlogging camera and wherever I was, I would come up with a lesson like right there on the spot, shoot the video, uh, shoot some B-roll, time-lapse or whatever, pop it together and put it out the, the next day, um, which uh, which which was tough because after about 100 days, I, I started to kind of get like burnt out in the in the process um, versus doing the way I've done it with the IndiePod Daily Show is create the structure, right, of like Mondays or Motivational Mondays. So like yeah. I, either I'm going to come in and, and say something or – I'm going to, you know, ask for quotes or things of, you know, something motivational, right? Ask for yeah. stories that are motivational. Uh, Tuesdays, just Tech Tuesday. So we're talking about tech, right? Whether yeah. it's I'm talking about it or because a lot of times, and when I, you know, and then I had to pivot that, right? Because people would like inevitably come in the chat and be like, well, what camera are you using? And like today I'm talking about uh the you know this stream deck uh, or, <laughs> or why you need this card, this specific card reader because this card reader uh, is bulletproof. It, it kind of is bulletproof, but um, but point being is like people would still come in and be like, "Oh, well, it's Tech Tuesday. I'm going to ask him about his mic and camera." Like, hooray! Yeah, like, yeah. I've already done episodes about that stuff. So, um, you know, creating that that structure like today's was the Wednesday where I have a guest on, so I'm not every day I got to get a guest and I got to yeah. dedicate a whole hour just to the creation of the live stream and the and all that. Like, it's. You know, so like, I, and I'm going through that now with uh, the Super Joe Pardo show. Like, I've been like slowly, like it's been like a boulder moving it up the rock. But like last night, I was on a, a group coaching call uh, with Sam, uh, who's in, who's an icon in our in our community as well. And uh, and I should ding for that. Um, you know, so I, I was like, okay, I'm. You know, basically, I looked at what I did for Icon, and I was like, I'm going to just take that structure and just apply it to the Super Joe Pardo show. And now it won't be daily daily but it will be almost like almost daily yeah so yeah so um so you you know you just you know but that's just one way to do it right the other way to do it do it do at do it is actually look at like a calendar right like i'm carrying a, a weekly structure versus looking at a calendar and be like okay i'm gonna put on post this day and then podcast on tuesdays and yeah you yeah, know that kind well, of thing yes but i would contend yes and um, I would contend that you also, when you think about like, I, always, I'm crazy. Um, I do like an editorial calendar where I take mm. a physical calendar and I'm like, okay, what do I want to launch? When, what do I want to promote? When, what do I have going on? Then I will map that out for the whole year. Then I will be like, okay, mm. well, when do I want to take vacation? <laughs> and I will add all that stuff in. Or when do my kids have stuff going on? And then I will take it one step further and go, okay, so if, you know, October 1, I'm launching my business ecosystem builders program. Well, I need to start working on seeding the content leading up to that launch now. And so I work backwards like that. So for my theme for say August and September is like, okay, what's the business ecosystem builders content? Then I'll take it down to like, okay, what are the categories that that, that content fits in? And then what happens on my YouTube and my podcast, because I do a weekly pod, solo podcast and a weekly interview 
and then I do a weekly YouTube. So what is the content categories that fit there? And then I always take my macro and turn it into micro. Like I take my podcast, break it down into social media posts. So then it's just like a no brainer to be able to like have the content be right. But like, that's how crazy that I get when it comes to like content planning, just because I don't want to have to think about it, you know, like, and, and it's hard sometimes with topics and stuff like reaching out, I'll be like, write down questions or that clients are asking or literally post in a Facebook group being like, Hey, what kind of content do you want to see from me? This is what I do. But for the most part, it gives me enough structure to be able to be like, okay, here's the content that I'm going to be plugging in, you know, for these next six weeks, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it does. And it, it helps you control the conversation, right? Like yeah. by by saying, okay, I'm putting it like, all right, well, next, you know, next week I, I can put it into that or next month will be, you know, will be a whole month ta- dedicated to that. And and I can give you the short form answer right here, right now. But yeah. like, if you really want the, the you know, in-depth look at it where I'm having podcast guests on for that, that week, yeah. uh, or and and I have already have posts that are that are scheduled to go up. Like, yeah, um, you know. I, so here's a question for you. So when you create your content, do you do you plan for it to be seen by people who have no idea who you are versus the you know the raving fans? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I try to do a little bit of both. I would say. My So I have a different strategy. I don't repurpose my podcast to my YouTube anymore. Um, my podcast is my own thing. And then the, the YouTube is its own thing. So uh, YouTube, I presume people don't know me on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I just make that assumption. As far as my podcast goes, I assume, you know, 80% of those episodes, people know me. And then mm-hmm. from the perspective of social media, I will do probably one in every 20 posts as I, they don't know me. Um, but I would say more often than not, I'm presuming the people know me if they're listening to the podcast with social media, same sort of thing. If I take that content and repurpose it in a group, I'll massage it to give more context. So like if I were to post in your group about making social media simple, then I would give more context in doing that. I wouldn't just copy paste without any train of thought and Yes, it's a little bit more work, but I have found that that strategy tends to work well to also get more followers on your social media. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, so I, and I, and I knew kind of the answer, right? Because the podcasting, <laughs> um, people have already found a way to, into the the funnel. Now that that potentially stands to change as you know, Google gets better at putting more podcasts at the forefront, like they do with YouTube and all that. Um, so like you you know then people might not know but you know I'm always a big proponent of like making sure that people like the that people that know that that come for your content all the time aren't bored by your intros and aren't bored by like oh it's so repetitive and all that yeah. and uh and then at the same time like introducing yourself enough where people who don't know you who haven't listened to the show yeah. get you know get feel welcomed and uh aren't inundated by a bunch of inside jokes and and things of that nature. Like it's good to sprinkle that stuff in because people are going to listen over time. Like it's a, it's kind of a a real long tail kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's good to know, like, it's good to have that, that, uh, that thought process that like, Hey, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, 
sprinkle in things versus like everything's going to be inside joke and it's like every yeah. like everybody's a friend here um because they're just not they're not going to get it and they're probably not going to want to hang around yeah and i think it helps too and i think you i believe you do this too like i take every podcast and i also create like it's sort of like show notes but not really like it's a long form piece of content that goes with that podcast then we link back to old episodes and all of that goes on my blog mm-hmm. so when i'm driving new traffic to my podcast, I drive them to the blog. So there's more context there too. Um, And it's not like an exact replication of what's on the podcast. Yes, it covers what's in there, but I'll, it will be more in written form versus spoken form, right? (laughs) Right, 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 right. There's also like, hey, like if this doesn't make any sense to you, go check out this because I talk about that a lot on this particular podcast and just try to tie it all together. So it's got like that full loop feedback. And I think that's a lot of that happens a lot in marketing where people just missing that full loop feedback where it's like, here's like, come full circle and get them to take that next step to get them to feel included. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 ha- I haven't been able to do it with this show as far as going daily because it's, there's just so, it, it you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's live. Right. And that's yeah. one of the reasons it's live is so that I'm not having to spend the time to edit or write extensive show notes and things. It's something that like, I think going back, I might hire somebody to go and write the, like write a long form post based on what we talked about. And I think yeah. it, it's also, I think it's better for you to write um, write the post as its own separate thing than like, hey, at two minutes and blah, 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 we talked about this. Like, I want people to go and listen to the whole thing. So I want that, you know, I want to write like as if I'm com- coming from my voice as the color to what we talked about, right? Like yeah. what we talked about in the show was the game. Now I'm the color, you know, the color, uh, it was a color analyst or color um uh, I can't think of the term, but like, you know, I'm, I'm giving my take on what we talked about from the show. Yeah. Cause I might not have been the only person talking or, or I might not have been the person talking most of the show. It might've been mostly my guest. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think it works well. I mean, for me, we, like I said, we have almost 400 podcast episodes and we never did that until January one of this year. And we've started doing it with every episode. And sometimes an episode goes live with just a little description. And then we update the blog because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it doesn't always happen in time. But I have noticed, and that's the only thing that we've done different from a perspective of content. And we are seeing a 10% increase on the website from the year before. So something's working in terms of the SEO piece of that, because I was always like, well, you know, we're doing all this stuff. Like, why do I want to do this other thing? But it, it's really, really like 10% is not, it's not massive, but I imagine it'll compound over time. Um, It probably will. But I, I would also probably say that it has to do with like, so are you, are you adding a, or do you do a YouTube video as well on the, on that post? No. So my podcast okay. is strictly podcast now. I do have a YouTube component, but that's like same idea. So we'll put the YouTube video with long form on it. So we have those two things going. Um, but we did the YouTube last year in the same format. Mm. I, well, I, I think I believe Google is starting to to re- like read the podca- podcast episodes as well. Like really? For what the words are. Yeah. So like 
the the need to like get a, a full on translation is not as necessary because I mean they have the closed captioning you know as it is so is it perfect no but it give it gives you a heck of a lot more words than an audio file that has zero words yeah you know, you yeah. know what I mean like it, so it gives that um opportunity at the very least to to do that so I I think I forget who said it uh it was it was in one of the Facebook comments or something. Uh, somebody was saying something about the effect of that that like they are they are starting to read the the podcast episodes yeah yeah the reason why we did it is from my research that i did for seo on google they changed their requirements from a thousand words to two thousand words so that's why we made that distinction because so many people were just doing like crazy rich seo thousand word things and a thousand words really isn't that much when you think about it it's probably three maybe four larger paragraphs and so many people were just kind of like cheating the google algorithm so they from what i read and researched it was they switched it to 2000 words at the beginning of the year which was part of why we did that and i know one of the things that i always talk about in my my programs and my philosophy everything is like if you're going to do that like if you're going to take all this effort to make this podcast or this YouTube or whatever, you might as well take the extra half hour or hour to create that long form post to get the yeah. most out of the search stuff. And one of my clients gets all of her business off of Google from using this whole process that mm. of doing this with the search engine stuff. And um, she's got a really niche business. So it's like sleep. She's a sleep consultant for CEOs, but oh, wow. she gets 10 leads a month off of Google by taking her podcast, making it long form, submitting it to Google as where all of her business comes from. She doesn't do anything on Facebook, anything on wherever. And so it's like, it works. It's just a little <laughs> bit of work. <laughs> no, it, it is. And, uh, you know, I um, I mean, one thing that's worked really well for me is to take, um, is to write a long form post and then like basically take uh, examples from podcast episodes, like take the uh, the podcast episodes themselves and link them and put them in there, like and or in my case, YouTube videos as well, because I usually have both the YouTube video and the the um and the and you know and the podcast. So yeah, so it's like you're like you're telling the story, kind of like the um like how we have the oh it's scrolling right now actually uh yeah. <laughs> the, the the free guide to the uh, SAP start a podcast. Right. And how, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll pull that up so that people can, that haven't been there, uh, can see here. So while there is no podcast, one single podcast episode, I've been meaning to go through and kind of create, like create a podcast episode and then put that like embedded in there. Yeah. But you'll see, like I broke it down, like, okay, like why I choose to start a podcast. So we took, I took one of the talks from, from, yeah. uh, one of the events, popped it in there and, and, you know, basically tell the story, like I'm giving the color and then it, giving like that's a podcast episode right there there's a podcast episode right there there's one of our talks there's a podcast yeah. episode so like it, it and it and it helps because it, it gives people a reason to like stay on the site longer yeah. uh, and and it's also i'm sure google sees that that there's all these youtube videos that are all you know interlinked and connected yeah i would assume so that's a super cool piece of content yeah, it, and it took a while, right, to right. to do that. Um, but well, another example of that is the um, should I charge podcast guests post? That is, uh, oh, huh, that's that's the first time I've seen that that post show up. Pay podcast guests. 
Uh, but this post gets a ton of traffic to, to superjoeparter.com. And uh, in there, like I have both the video, the podcast episode, and then I have other videos, and I've even included other other podcasts that I've been on talking about it. Yeah, you know, so same it's just, idea, same idea, yeah. different execution. That's cool. Yeah, though. definitely. So it, you know, it, it does give, um, you know, it, it just it gives you a way of rep- even repurposing stuff that you've already repurposed. Like you've done the blog post about it, but like. Now let's put it into a guide or let's put it into yeah. something that's a little long form where you already probably have most of that content. You can copy and paste chunks of it in and, and put it into a full on guide and do the, you know, do the SEO thing with it. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. So I write my blogs and then that's what becomes my social media. So oh, like okay. I don't I use that for my e- the blog will go to my email list. The blog will get broken up and put on my social media. Um, it will go as a LinkedIn article, a Medium article. Like I'll repurpose that stuff everywhere because like I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make. They work so hard to create this one piece of content, right? Like you and I produce tons of content. It's not a big deal to us at this point yeah. in our careers. Like whatever, I'll go do another podcast. I have like four podcast interviews today. No big deal, right? <laughs> and I got to record like two or three myself. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to have no voice just like you by the end of the day. Um, but the point is that most people will create a podcast or a YouTube video, and then they never take the time to distribute said podcast like, everywhere. It's like right. you need to take that podcast and send it out to your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your social media, like anywhere on social media, then you need to like send personal messages to people where it's relevant. You need to put it in Facebook groups, like take that one thing and put it everywhere rather than just making another thing that you don't get, you get 10 people to see like, that's silly. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially if you're only doing, uh, like one podcast a week or something like, like on that release schedule, like that should be your opportunity to create things from that. And, and again, if you do like, um, like what's your goal for the month to like send everybody to, whether it's a workshop, webinar or whatever, like what's that theme right there and push people like push it. So it all goes to that. Um, it should be, it, you know, it it should be easy. It's like, I, it's, it's, you know, it, it starts with you taking, you know, breaking it down into note form, right? Or, or a mind, mind map, right? And figuring out like, okay, well, if I have this topic, then I can do these eight things. Oh, eight things. Like, great. That's what I need. I need to at yeah. least be creating, uh, four, you know, uh, two podcasts a week. Okay. That's my goal. Like, all right. And then I can just chop those up, uh, yeah. and, and repurpose everything I've already done. Cause a lot of it, you know, does go back to like saying the same things over and over and over and over again. Um, I mean, it was, there was a, and I'm not a big Gary Vee fan, but I, I did, I landed on one video where he was like, Oh, you know, people were, somebody was saying, Oh, I'm tired of hearing you say the same things over and over again. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like lie to you? Like this is, it's the same things over and over again. And, uh, listening to, uh, Graham Stephan, uh, over on YouTube, like, he literally says the same, oh, like at any video that has like the clickbait, like thumbnail and title, I, I already know what he's going to say at the end of it. The same th- slow invest over time. That's how you're, you're going to get where you want to be. <laughs> like, yeah. I already know, like, I don't have to watch a 15 minute video anymore. Uh, Graham, I watch it cause I enjoy you and your personality, but I already know where you're going with this. Cause yeah, I've watched enough of your content to know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, same, the same result over and over and over again. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think it's just, you know, I see so many new people get discouraged because they're like, Hey, I created this piece of content and nobody commented on it and nobody did this or nobody, you know, whatever. And all I can say is I know when I stop posting certain things, I get lots of private message being like, how come you're not posting anymore on blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, because I didn't get any comments, you know, but I think (laughs) a lot of people are smarter than they used to be. I mean, I had this woman who bought a $7,500 package for me, like on the spot and never commented on anything. Wasn't on my email list. Wasn't whatever, but she's like, Jane, your outlier marketing group posts show up first. I like, I selected that feature. She's like, I've been following you for a year and a half and I love every single post that you do. She knew like all these things and you're like, wow, did I really share all that stuff on social media? I guess I did. (laughs) But it was like, that's the power of content. So it's like that consistency piece too. I don't think we've really talked about that too much, but I think that that's also crazy important. Well, we can get we can get into that. I you know I wanted to before we get there though. I wanted to talk about um, the fact that you had just posted not like was it yesterday or the day before about not posting on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Would you? How? 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 How's, uh, how? <laughs> well, how? What? How? How? How, 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 did, how did you? How did you go about re- like um, removing yourself from from the book? Oh, great question. Yeah. I mean, I've been posting. I just haven't been posting as consistently as I had in the past. (laughs) This could go down to like, you're just going to have to reel me in. All right. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Um, I felt really frustrated with a lot of the things that have been going on in the online industry uh, for quite some time. And I think that it's continually gotten worse and worse over the past six to eight months. And I mean, I, by quite some time, I mean like the past year and a half, two years, I felt annoyed with the, the online space. And I, um, I've just kind of been quiet because I felt like I haven't known what to say. And I've seen a lot of really big industry leaders just fall apart this year. Um, I've seen them make massive missteps with their audiences and with their business decisions and how they've handled things. And, um, I'm just tired of not saying anything. And for me, you know, I've, I think I've been kind of afraid to really stand up into my power and, and really own like one of my big philosophies is practice what you preach. But when you're doing that on social media, it becomes way more, you have to be way more transparent about it. And and all my clients are like, Jamie, you always practice what you preach. And so I think for me, I'm just tired of seeing people spend thousands of dollars with people who don't deliver on their promises. I'm tired of seeing um, just leaders in the online space, just not really lead to the best of their ability. I'm tired of seeing people not practice what they preach. And I mean, part of that too, I think for me is I've also been, you know, my business business was an agency prior to, um, yeah, <laughs> you want me to get specific? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you're welcome to, this is, this is your yeah. platform. 
Um, no, I just, I think and that, I, and, and I think you should, because if you're, if you're going to practice what you preach and you want yeah. people to stand up and be counted and, uh, and, and count other people, then, uh, yeah, sure. You need, I to, can, you I need can, to do so that. I'm a marketing strategist, right? I've been a marketing strategist for a really, really long time. And I've been behind the scenes of launches of really, really large people in the industry who will behave one way online and behave in a completely different way behind the scenes. Um, just completely disingenuine, just, you know, saying not nice things about their clients. Um, you know, just being like, yeah, they just need to give me the money and just, just really, really horrible things. So what I'm really frustrated with is you see these people, um, who let's just use Marie Forleo as an example, right? She has had misstep in her community after misstep. Um, this year, I'm not sure if you're aware with what's going on with her or no. not. Do you want to share? Uh, so she has her B school group, which is a private Facebook group with 30,000 alumni and which is only half of the alumni who have gone through B school. But she started deleting comments when all of the black lives stuff happened. Um, and then as of this week, this is kind of what inspired me to write that post was she's stepping away from this Facebook group, which is supposed to be lifetime access. So she's saying, we are not going to moderate this anymore. I am removing myself from this group. I'm not partaking in it anymore. It's completely up to you guys. Like B-School, Marie Forleo, Inc., blah, blah, blah. We're not affiliated with this anymore. Good luck. And it's going to be, you guys, the group is back to you. And, you know, for me, somebody like that is somebody who so many people look up to. I mean, she has a book called Everything is Figure Outable. Clearly, everything is not figure outable. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is it? Yeah, this yeah is it, that's right? her. Yep. So she's got a Facebook group with 30,000 B school alumni in it that she just walked away from. And for me, I'm tired of seeing people like that who just completely lose touch with who their ideal client is. She's made a, over $120 million selling that program. Um, and it's just, she's not practicing what she preaches. And, you know, she kind of created the mess that she's gotten herself in by deleting comments from people of color, black women, just silencing, deleting people in her group. And then now this just walking away. And this is just one of many instances that I've seen um, in recent months. But this is like really, really normal if you are in an agency watching these influencers who have these massive followings with really big businesses where they're like, here's how I behave on the front end and I'm going to behave completely differently on the back end. And I've had it because I've seen so many of my clients spend so, so, so much money with these programs and with these people and not get the results that they desire ultimately because the person doesn't really care. And at the end of the day, they're not even practicing what they preach. And so I'm really tired of that. And I truly want to step into my power, A, practice what I preach, but also just step up and lead because it does, A, it doesn't have to be this way, right? Like it doesn't have to be this way. And B, you know, you can build a multi-million dollar business and still be able to be relatable to your ICA. It doesn't have to be this big division. And I think that 
a lot of these people, as they grow their businesses, they think that they become better than, you know, what they started in their business. And it's really, really, it's sad. It's gross. And I think that there's a lot of people who have spent lots and lots of money and haven't really gotten what they want. Like, I'm so tired of just hearing horror stories from clients. Oh, I took this course. It promised this. This didn't happen. And like, I get it. Not everybody finishes every course. I'm not saying that people are responsible either. Um, but that's, a, that's a real problem. <laughs> it is a real, real problem. problem. It is a real problem. But when you're, when you're hiring somebody as a coach or you're joining a group or whatever, I feel like there's a little bit more of a, a balance in that. And so I'm just at this point in my life and in my business where I am just 100% committed to working with 100 people very, very intimately and helping them be successful um, in a way in which feels really, really good and in alignment to them. Yeah. So, well, there there seems to be this trend of people that are supposed to be the nice and fuzzy and like cuddly yeah. people uh, that are promoted by people like like Oprah, and then it turns out they're not so nice and cuddly and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the like the whole Ellen situation, which I had heard about for you know years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that that like yeah, it was not a good experience to be on the show like yeah. at all. Agreed. Um, I mean, not that it was a terrible experience, but like could have been a, like it wasn't living up to the expectation of the people going to be on the show. Right. So, so they're not that they create this persona, right? For they create this persona for their online presence and for their show and for whatever and it's it's not who they are behind the scenes. And I'm not going to disclose names of anybody that I've worked with, but lots of the people that I have worked with, um especially those who have built like 2, 3, 10, 15, 20 million dollar businesses, it's like it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. That's why I've stopped completely doing that in my agency and decided to coach and do strategy because I was tired of hearing people say, oh, I spent $20,000 in this mastermind with so-and-so. And like, it turns out that they really weren't the person that they seemed to be. And I was like, well, I could have told you that, but you know. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I mean, I, to, 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 you know, since you're throwing out names, uh, you know, I, I mean, I heard about the the whole thing that went down with FinCon, right? And I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. No. They uh, said something about like, I don't know, it was a really insensitive comment uh, to make about living in the in the suburbs and yeah. uh, dur- during the whole George Floyd and, and everything that happened. And yeah. um, or I mean, it's still it's still happening. happening. There's still protesting going on. So, yeah. uh, which, which is great. It should, it shouldn't, shouldn't end. Green. Um, and you know, and, and then, and then the comments started, flo- yeah, comments started flooding it and the comments are being deleted in the group. And, um, yeah, it, it doesn't, it does like, I just, sometimes I, I wonder, do people just ignore like certain things that they don't like about people? Like, or yeah. or or is these are these the people that are just so fake that like they're so good at it that it's like it's okay like it they they're like it's okay for them to 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 do like they've they've um I guess marginalized themselves. I think a it's point. a combination of the two, right? Like we humans only see what we want to see, right? We see what we want to see. And so I think that we we see the positives. I mean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis, but Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis, Rachel has built a business on um, writing books about relationships. And um, is this 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 Rachel? Yeah. yeah. So Rachel and her, her former husband, they had a podcast together talking about how to have a good marriage, 
all oh. this sort of stuff. And she announced that she was getting divorced. And Dave is like heartbroken. Mind you, she's got a book coming out on how to handle divorce in September. And the fallout that I've seen from her is just like, Rachel, like you built this entire business with your husband talking about how to have a good relationship and how to work on it and how to like be whatever. And the, you know, the fallout that I've seen for her with that is, is unreal. I mean, and she's also someone who I feel like she just kind of repurposes other people's self-help book, self-help stuff. You know, it's just very much like, this is sounds like Tony Robbins with a, you know, female spin on it. And that's fine. Um, cause it's everybody's interpretation and how they synergize the in- information. And that's cool. But like when you build an entire business on like, here's how I've worked on my relationship with my husband and you've built your following on that. And then you, you basically like haven't shared that you're having marital problems. Then one day you announce that you're getting divorced. And then a week later you announce like, here's my book on divorce. Like it just feels really, really disingenuine. And I think, you know, people are tired of that. You know, I made a prediction in December that the year, this is the year where the influencers fall apart. Um, ironically, I didn't know we were going to be in lockdown and all of this sort of stuff <laughs> going on. But I, I, I had just sensed the shift that people are really, really tired of that. And I think that's just, just like you said, it's like they silence the comments. They, you know, it rather than stepping up and trying to hold space and be a leader and handle the backlash and have those really hard, uncomfortable conversations people are just showing their true colors. And, you know, it's sad because many of these people, a lot of people really look up to them. And well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the the whole Tony Robbins thing uh, really, really, uh, you know, made me mad uh, when he was yelling at the lady in her face. (laughs) Like, like, what are you like? Are you that delusional? Yeah. Like, like, really, are you that that like removed from yourself and from the world that that that's okay what you did yeah. and it's, then pe- and, but people look the other way and it's like oh it's still Tony Robbins it's like ah, it's all good you know it's like no no yeah. it's not all good it's not okay and yeah. no I wouldn't want to spend a, a weekend with him like, yeah at no all. I don't want to spend a hundred thousand dollars to be part of his platinum club no thanks I don't want to get yelled at by him <laughs> no no but but even just not even just for me to be yelled at but for like him yelling at somebody else, right? Like if you're there and it's just like, oh, well, that's Tony Robbins. So I'm just going to sit on my hands because who am I? You know, like I just paid a hundred thousand dollars to be in his presence uh, or, 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 you know, be at one of his events. And, you know, I, you know, that, uh, you know, it reminds me of the network. You've, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Like that, that is what you know that's that's what i feel like we we need is somebody who's you know that we need those people to stand up and be, and be counted and that's why i always tell people like at most of the ends of these episodes it's like as a podcaster you're a leader and as a leader you should lead with love and and love can be different love if you want to be that person that guy that girl that's like i'm the yelling person and i'm i'm just yelling at people and you attract people like that uh, you're probably attracting the wrong people for the wrong reasons. Um, and not for your sake, but for their sake, yeah. uh, you know, that's not ideal, but it just depends. Right. I mean, look, you know, John Taffer gets away with yelling at people, but that's cause he's got a big heart that, you know, yeah. it's trying to break you down so that he can open you up and, yeah. and, uh, and get you to pour out. So, yeah, it also helps that he's like you know probably six and a half foot tall, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of an intimidating looking dude. So, 
Yeah, um, that's what inspired that. I um, I'm just at this point in my life where I've just kind of, I've sat quiet for too long and just tolerated stuff that I know I shouldn't have tolerated. And I've done a lot of growth on myself to set boundaries and just, you know, just step up. But I just, you know, I see it and I, I want to be part of the change, right? Like I know I have a gift for the world and I know I can make a really big impact. And I know that I'll probably make mistakes and I'm sure there'll be scrutiny and I'm okay with that, you know, like, but, but I can't sit silent and, you know, I'm not an expert on race or COVID or any of those things, but I know, um, <laughs> yes, Dave, they do. They do. <laughs> Agreed. But I know that if I can show up and share my gift with the world and make an impact on people's lives for the positive, and you know, I don't want to say stay in my lane because that's not the only thing that's important to me, but help people in the way in which I can and serve in the way in which I can, that that it's the right time for me to do that. So that's what inspired that. So you probably see some more sassy posts from me. <laughs> good, good. You know what? A lot of it comes down to the people feeling like they need those people too, right? And it, and I've seen this countless times with friends where I'm like, I don't really care for that person, and like I'll I'll walk I'll just walk away because I don't I don't need that that person's approval in my life. But and then it'll be like a year or two years later, and everybody like, oh yeah, that person we don't talk to that person anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because he that person wasn't very genuine and wasn't a very good person to begin with. But you're all like, ah, lucky, so great, and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good, I, I'm, I'm good. So I guess I won't get to hang out with all of you as often because I don't want to be around people like that. But you'll figure <laughs> you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, well, I you think know. It's too like I don't know for me. I sassy. Um, I'm very much like you're going to see the same thing for me inside my programs. If you hang out at my house when we're not in quarantine, you'll see the same (laughs) same person. Right. So like you might see other aspects of my life. Like I love to cook and I collect cast iron to cook in. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you'll learn these other things about me, but it's the same person along all of those things and i think we need more of that in today's online space especially yeah yeah well and and to go back to that point uh you know it's good it's good it's great even that you don't need those uh influencers to be able to to run your you know to operate your business and have financial you know freedom to a certain to a degree uh and and not worry about them right so uh, Dave asks, uh, if, uh, says 100 people, how many people are you working with now? So if you, you want to divulge. Yeah, sure. I have 35 people in my group program currently, and then I have 12 private clients. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, I, I, you know, I think a lot of that comes again, goes back to like, if you, if you were in it still in a place where you're like, I don't know where, how am I going to conduct my business if I don't have these people like I need to be one of those people that just sits on my hands because you know, they're paying the bill. Like these people are paying the bills. It's a, it, it just, it sucks. Right. But it's empowering to hear a story of of a person that says that stands like, okay, I'm shifting my business away from these people that I don't want to be associated with because of reasons like this reasons, like why no one wants to work with Alan uh, you know, reasons like, like this Rachel Hollis and who I had never heard of or uh, Marie for Leo, which I feel like I might've heard of her before yeah. uh, once or twice, but like the name, the name stands out the for Leo yeah. uh, stands out. But 
Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I think that it's important when you're looking for, for like coaches or guidance, um, you know, just finding like the most popular people on the planet for it is not necessarily the best, right? Because being able, and, and this isn't just, you know, as a, as a promotional to, to Jamie or, or myself, but like finding, um, the people that like really, you really identify with right to a, yeah. to a deep level where you feel like I could go have a beer with that person. I could sit down and have coffee with that person. I could yeah. go and have a meal with that person and, and feel comfortable and confident. Yeah. That is so much more important than saying, well, this person has helped, you know, so many people, you know, get to a hundred thousand dollars and all that stuff. Like you have that ability right now. <laughs> like you already have that ability. Right. And, and sometimes you just need the guidance or the shortcut of like creating that content to, to get in front of the right people or creating, um, the business, you know, the business plan or creating the, the, like, what are the revenue streams? What are they? What are they going to look like? What does that avatar look like? I mean, I've hired coaches uh, myself to help me get uh, better at webinars, better at uh, identifying who my client is, better at sales calls, right? And and cold, like not cold, cold calls, but like warm-ish kind of like they kind of know Luke who warm. I am. They've reached out. Lukewarm. <laughs> there you go. That's a, thanks. I, my brain is scrambled. So, um, so yeah, so like it, it you know, it's it's part of getting better at the, de- the the things that we are not the greatest at and recognizing it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to go and jump. I, I know uh, was it Logan Paul got like huge backlash for creating his like mindset boot camp or whatever it was. It was like all the videos in it were just <laughs> videos that were on every like basically just got a whole bunch of people got their content put it in into a package for like thirty bucks a month or something like that and and that was it. Um, that's what you get. So, you know, and I don't, I don't think he, he can, I don't think, I don't even know if it still exists. It probably still exists, but I, I don't know. It didn't seem like, uh, he got a lot of warm and fuzzies from it. Yeah. Um, cause even some of the videos were already purposed specifically, like as if they were part of a different program. <laughs> yeah. So not like, Hey, go check out this other program that we did. Just like, this is clearly part of another program. <laughs> um, whoops. so yeah, whoops. Right. So yeah, try you know trying to 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 make a quick buck and and cash in. Um, it doesn't you know it does it just I don't know doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of people have they build these from what I've seen and experienced. I think a lot of people they hire this guru right whoever this guru is because they're all part of these cir- these similar circles right. And the guru says do X right like I I don't know if you remember but like a few years ago all these people were shutting down their their massive Facebook groups because some guru said Facebook groups are going away, right? There was like a mass exodus of Facebook groups. Oh, wow. No, I don't Um, remember that. But I think a lot of times what happens is with these people who you get to this level and you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to this guru, right? Um, This guru says I should be doing X and I should have X number of programs and here's how I should run my business instead of doing what like makes them happy and feels good for them and is aligned with what their goals are, they listen to said guru and then they end up with this business that they don't like and it becomes a J-O-B instead of a business that 
like we became entrepreneurs because we wanted more freedom. We wanted to live life on our own terms. We wanted to do what we want to do when we want to do it and make as much or as little money. So like when it becomes work, it becomes not fun. And I think that's where that divide starts to happen. I mean, some people are just disingenuous people, period. But I think part of that is like this this culture that we've created in the online space. It's like, well, you got to follow the exact steps of what this guru does. Like a perfect example of that is how you're doing your podcast stuff versus how I'm doing my podcast Mm -hmm. stuff. It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. It's what works for you and what feels good for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It it does. It does have to, to feel good. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's not even, um, Maybe, you know, a lot of times people make it more complicated than it even needs to be. And it just becomes um, like, and look, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the flack, right? Like I, I had set up a second tier program called the super circle, which eventually I just ended up like going back to my initial, initial, that initial, initial, uh, uh, gut reaction, which was, was like, okay, just create the IndiePod University and like that, that'll be everything. But I wanted the price point to be a certain way and I wanted, you know, a, a step up from there to like get more one on one work and stuff like that. But ultimately, I ended up, you know, after a couple of months of like not seeing the, the needle move enough, I was like, all right, well, let me just put everything into the IndiePod University. Now I'm promoting one thing versus promoting two things and different branding. And sometimes, so sometimes it's really just, the like it can be as small as the name right like uh middle Atlantic podcast conference would would this this became you know independent podcast conference be, uh, or middle Atlantic became independence because of the fact that it just it resonated with so many more people that were actually in the group and already wanting to be a part of it just didn't live in the middle Atlantic, so they just kind of ignored it <laughs> yeah so you know sometimes like it's not that you're not doing enough or doing the right thing or enough of the right thing you're just sometimes it's just the messaging right it doesn't speak enough to that part to those that group of people and uh i think to your point jamie it, it you know i feel like when we're you know speaking on the the whole business side of things like when we're on that journey uh i always say like it's it's so so easy to get stuck on treadmilling on zero yeah um, like thinking like, oh, well, you know, I, I made a couple of sales today, but then like two days go by and then I didn't make any sales. And then, okay, like, like four days later, I get, an, I get another sale and it's just, you, you know, in your mind, you're like, well, I'm not, it's not enough to necessarily pay the bills with how I'm trying to operate my business, you know, my business or, or my idea for a business. Um, and we just get stuck on like, well, I made $0. Like you, you still made it made 10,000, you know, $50,000, but it wasn't enough to like cover everything you know all of your expenses of like living and and insurance and all and all the things that go along with life well like at least life here in america (laughs) in america um so you know i I think i think that at that point you know it's really important that you be vested in changing and be open to to changing and making tweaks and and things like that and not being like oh well it was like this and it didn't work and Sometimes it just, uh, like I said, it just takes sometimes little tweaks and people will, will, will you know, start to, to react to it. I love that you say that because I truly believe that, and this is what I teach in, in my program and my philosophy, is really like when I work with somebody, I want to focus on one program 
one program, one funnel, and there might be ancillary products for that one program. Mm -hmm. But what's the one program, one funnel, one avatar that we're going to focus on for the next year, right? And if after a year, 18 months, we can't get it successful, then we we can scrap it. But it's a matter of tweaking and honing along the way so that you can get to that next place and next level and next amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And, and, you know, in this case, it took five years to get to that point where, right. I, you know, I felt uh, confident to change the name of the conference. Yeah. <laughs> you got visitors? Yeah, I do have a visitor. Hey, I'm on a call. I can't do it right now. Can you go see the babysitter? <laughs> Say hi. You're on, hi. You're on Facebook. Hey. <laughs> I got to go. Aww. I'll be out in a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah i think it's like focus i mean i love this book i don't know if you've read this the one thing no it's an excellent no, I haven't. excellent book and it's by gary keller um and it's it's really it's all about what's the one thing you can focus on because for me it's like i think all too often people will create a course or program and like you said they go through all this effort to do this and they sell like 10 Right. And they're like, oh, I didn't hit my revenue goal. So like, let's scrap this and start all over. It's like, what? You just went through all of that work. <laughs> like, let's tweak it. Let's hone it. Cause you know, I don't know. You see all these people like, oh, I made a million dollars in my funnel. Like it's unusual that you do that the first time you launch anything. It's tweaking and honing and adjusting messages and studying your ideal client and then tweaking and honing and adjusting again and just continually going through that process yeah yeah no it it, it is and and the thing is 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 you, you know sometimes i i know i've gotten paralyzed when i think like oh well there's people that have already seen the messaging and, and now i'm changing it and you know what are they going to think well the, the the end of the end of the day they might think I'm going to actually join that now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> that's, that's the thing, right? And most of the time people don't even notice. I mean, this is, I'm doing right. My Cause they care about themselves, not <laughs> they, they, <all laughs> they care about is themselves. Right. And how is it going to render me better off? I mean, this is the third year I've run my group program and every year I do it. I make an adjustment. I make tweaks. I make changes. I change the messaging and the more I tweak it and the more I change it, because the more data I have and the more information that I have, and the more people I work with, the better I am at making the messaging better. So it's like it's like going to the gym. You can't go to the gym and expect to deadlift 200 pounds out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to like start somewhere. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what's up, Erica? How are you? How are you doing today? Um, thank you for thank you for joining us. Oh man, my, I feel like I'm I'm like whispering into the mic. It's like ASMR over here. <laughs> um, real so real quick before we before we wrap up. Um, and I know this is a huge rabbit hole, but uh, I wanted to get back to the word consistency because uh, I know a half hour ago we were, we were like I'm going to talk about consistency, and I was like, well, I hold on that a second. was an off ramp, <laughs> but it's okay. It, it's okay. It's okay because. Uh, Consistency with our content is is really important um, for, for you know, especially when we're running something like lives or or making sure that our face is in in front of people. And for me, like that's one of the reasons why you know, full disclosure, I I try to do a live every single day. And the reason is because I want my face in front of you because I feel like that. Not that there's a, the prettiest face ever, but it just to me, um, being able to to present myself. Uh, is the greatest asset that I have, you know, 
maybe it's writing for you. Maybe it's just your voice that you maybe, and maybe it's just the way you feel about that. Uh, maybe, it, you know, you need to challenge that, but you know, being able to put uh, yourself in front of people as often as possible is, is huge. Now I I'll say uh, before I, before I give, I'll give up the floor to you, uh, Jamie, to talk about consistency. I know for myself, like I have, po- I've, I've posted and, and write in the comments. If you've done this, I've wrote posts before on Facebook and I've deleted them like within 15 minutes because they didn't get a single comment or like, <laughs> right. Gu- guilty. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I've actually had th- the other day, uh, cause You're I don't like, I try not to write. You're like checking the comments and the likes. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> oh, nobody's nobody's reacting to this. So like, I, you know what? I'm just going to delete it. I actually had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, why did you delete that? You should put that back up. And I was like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. And he's like, oh, I, all right, I, I guess. Like, cause I'm like, I knew it was, I knew it was kind of a, a little over the line in my, in how I try to steer away from political again, unless it's something that's just funny in general. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, and I, and I knew it was a little too far over the line that the personal line for myself. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? It didn't get any reactions out of the gate. I'm just going to delete it. And a lot of times when I do political post anything that might be over the line, if it does get comments, usually the comments go out, get out of control very quickly. And, uh, <laughs> and I just, I just step away from it anyway. And, yeah. Uh, thank you, Dave. So Jamie consistency. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hear you on the deleting of the posts. Uh, and then, they, then sitting there and anticipating hit, hitting the refresh button to see if anybody likes it. Yeah. So you're not alone in that. Um, I think Kylie Jenner does that too. She's like, I delete a photo in five minutes if it hasn't gotten X number of, of likes. So you're not alone. Even Kylie Jenner does that. <laughs> well, cause it's, it, it's, it's also about people looking at your profile or, or your page or your whatever. And like seeing, not that there's a lack of likes or whatever, but like it, it's very telling that this might not have been on brand for you, right? Yep, so like sure. maybe you should just take it away because you don't want. Because like I mean I don't know about you, but I I scroll through when I when people send friend requests and stuff, especially if I don't know, I go through their their profile, right? See what kind of posts they're posting, and if if it doesn't really align with me, and they haven't reached out to me to have a person like a one on one conversation, or I haven't met them or something. I'm like, I don't want this stuff in my feet. <laughs> I don't I don't need this job, you know, all this conspiracy crap in my feet. <laughs> I wish I could say I do the same. I think I have like 200 plus friend requests right now. Uh, I <laughs> I think I'm at like probably three or 400. Yeah. I, I just I never just go through them. If I don't know you or we don't have a bunch of mutual friends, I don't really usually accept. But, um, but yeah, I think with consistency – and I, I agree with Erica. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I think with consistency, people underestimate how important it is. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people talk about. And I think a lot of times what people, they get into this scramble, like, I'm just going to post something to post something. And so they don't post with intention just to be consistent. And I would rather have people post less of higher quality, but in a consistent manner than just to post a post. So like if you can do three quality posts a week, I'd rather have you consistently do three quality posts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, than do seven posts a week that aren't of good quality, if that makes mm. sense. But I think consistency is key in actually achieving success in the online space because I don't think 
I think most people underestimate how many touches it takes to get people to take action and how few people actually see all the posts that you do. So if you post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you post, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> my favorite is when it has one of my friend's names, but it's spelled slightly different than my friend. And it's got the exact same picture that they do. Uh... I get a lot of those or the ones with all the writing that's in a completely like Arabic or like emojis or whatever. Those are my favorite kind of friend <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes let's yeah <laughs> shout out to meg by the way thanks for thanks for joining us meg um but yeah i think consistency is key i mean i i run ads now in my business on on my facebook page but um in 2016 i made a commitment like i'm going to be super consistent every week i'm going to do a facebook live i'm going to post four days a week and i've kept that commitment and up until last year last year was the first year i started truly running ads and my business doubled every year for, for 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, we started ads. It doubled again. Um, I don't, we're probably on track to double again this year, but like, and I don't say that to be, Oh, look at me. I say it to be like consistency pays off people because. Well, yeah, it's year. It's you're talking about years. You're not like, Oh, I, 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 I posted for three weeks in a row and, uh, years <laughs> and, and it just started doubling like yeah that's some that's some pat on the back but like for three years i mean that's a pat on the back but that's a whole nother level of 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 commitment to make that happen right well i think people i do facebook ads so i do mostly retargeting ads so if somebody like comments in my stuff or they visit my page typically you'll see a retargeting ad for my 47 dollar social media marketing snapshot that's that's typically what people see for my ads i don't run a lot of cold traffic ads um, they just get so expensive. Yeah, yeah, they they do. Um, but I will I will say this though, like back in twenty fifteen into early twenty sixteen, I was running ads, or no, actually, well, I guess through most of twenty sixteen, I was running ads for uh for the second Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference, and what um what ended up happening was was it, the 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 ads got like no comments, no likes, no anything. But when I when I went back and like asked some of the people that came that came all the way you know from like California and and South Dakota and Texas and stuff like they're like oh yeah I, I found out about this because of the ads and yeah. I'm like oh <laughs> so so it got no engagement like very little clicks um I didn't you know I didn't even know I sold any tickets based on that because it didn't convert like it didn't it hit, yeah. didn't hit the conversion thing but ultimately they came because they saw the ads. Yeah, people underestimate the power of brand awareness when it comes to ads. I mean, one of the most powerful things that you can do, um, I do this with a lot of clients. I don't currently do it for myself. I did, um, is to take a weekly Facebook Live that you do and put $50 behind it and run it to a cold audience, somebody that has your ideal client. Like uh, for you, you could say like, oh, what's that big... Um, Pick pick anybody that's like has a really big a bigger business than you. Like Libsyn, right? You Libsyn. could take yeah, yeah, yeah. you could take Libsyn as an example. Like I'm gonna run this Facebook, I'm gonna take this Facebook Live and I'm gonna turn it into an ad, not hit the boost button. I'm gonna actually turn it into an ad because you can do that. Mm. And put fifty dollars behind it to anybody who likes the Libsyn page. You'll be shocked how many people engage in that ad. And that's one of the ways in which I always recommend people really grow their 
their warm audience on on Facebook. And then from there, you run the retargeting ad for whatever that low ticket offer that you have mm-hmm. in there is. I keep telling Steven, our mutual friend, yes, uh, to do this. Because I was like, it's like a gold mine for you right now to be doing this. And I think he's a little nervous about it. But like, because it's scary to run ads, like in fairness, if you've never run them. I mean, I've, I've run, I've, I've, spent a lot of money in ads over the years uh yeah right and and the return is probably not as great as i as i would have ever hoped yeah agreed or as people sell you on the idea that like all you gotta do is run some ads and it'll be great you know you'll be making a million dollars it's not quite like that for me it's like it to me it's like how can i make my warm audience bigger by running ads right so it's like take that live put money behind it and if you're consistent with that, you'll get a really big warm retargeting audience. And so long as you get them to go from warm audience to your list, that's how you monetize it, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people yep. don't talk about that. And ad, like to be quite frank, if not that I want to go crazy talking about ads, but like um, <laughs> we can have you on for another episode just talking about ads. Just, if you want. We can just literally risk it on Facebook Live all day. <laughs> <laughs> eight, hour, eight hours eight, eight hours, hours. <laughs> um no but but if you can get them off of facebook like into your email list that's really how you can monetize them way better you know mm. yeah well yeah I, I, absolutely um and the tricky thing is when you make a facebook live and you turn it into an ad most people don't realize it's an ad mm. you know i i i don't think i realized that you could do a facebook uh live to an to to an ad i will send you my youtube video that i just did about this it's like a step-by-step it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i just say my but it's seriously it's one of the most underutilized features and it is so easy to do so easy to do and I, people don't realize like how powerful it is because when you're on facebook and you see a video you like most of the time you don't realize that it's an ad is that I think that's my my vacuum. It's stuck underneath my. <laughs> can you hear Roomba. that? No, yeah, I the the Roomba's stuck under my. Do you ever name your Roomba? Remember uh, when we were talking about that? Oh, I'm sorry. What about my Roomba? Remember mine's name Peggy. Did you ever name oh, yours? Oh, I did not name it. No, but I can see why you would name Peggy, given the voice that it has. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, name Roomba. <laughs> before uh before i be- before our next episode where we talk about <laughs> facebook ads apparently <laughs> um uh, meg the the uh to run it to run it um because well, you're basing it off of the facebook page right like that's that's the the audience has to be so big for a facebook page that right am i not am i not yeah, saying right. that that it becomes like a public domain kind of thing that you can base your your audience you know your your ad serving to yeah, so like Joe could say, I want to run an ad to anybody who likes face uh, likes Libsyn and has is an admin on a Facebook page and is mm. between the ages of X and Y and lives in the United States. And he could take his live and run it to that specific audience and would probably get pretty good conversions. Probably. That's why I wrote some notes down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you have a specific audience. It's really like anybody that has any sort of niche, Facebook ads are great for because you can really target a lot of that stuff. Otherwise, you, know, you need to collect data. Well, that's why, you know, for, for many years uh, out of the gate when I was running my show as the Dreamers podcast, like it, it was hard to figure out who that target really was because 
you know, the, the, even just the audience listening base was so diverse yeah. uh, that it, it was it was actually detrimental to to my growth and and me being able to to get it to where I wanted it to be. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until we got to, to business that like specifically business that, it, you know, it started to become a little bit easier and a little bit more clear who I needed to uh, to bring that to. Yeah. Um, so uh, Meg asked if you could send uh, that bid to me too. I guess that um, you, the, vid. the video, the vid. Yeah, yeah the vid. Sure. <laughs> Autocorrect is, is a wonderful thing. Let me tell you. Um, let's see. Aren't they doing that on YouTube? Can you share the link to the YouTube video, please? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. We will. We will share that. Uh, Shirley says, "What? Uh, what's the differencing with different differencing? Am I reading wrong? I don't." Oh, it says differencing. Differencing with boosting on Facebook uh, or Facebook ads. You want to tackle that one? Or you want me to? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I on the toilet. <laughs> well, no, I, I know, I, 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 yeah, I know. I, we, we do kind of need to wrap this up soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel bad. I feel bad taking up all of your your time, Jamie. But I definitely feel like we could re reschedule uh, another time to yeah. to make do a whole thing on Facebook ads. But basically, the difference uh, is is letting Facebook do more of the figuring out uh, and versus you figuring out who specifically you're trying to target it's not that boosting doesn't work i feel like boosting has gotten better over the years but uh i still would prefer you to run a a facebook ad and and dive into that rather than uh rather than just boosting because boosting is is it's just i guess i guess to me like the best best thing for boosting is getting it in front of more people that are of your your people right paying to reach those people that are already liking your page and that kind of thing versus uh trying to reach new people that are of a specific demographic yeah less features yes well there is less features a lot less tuning yeah um but yeah so uh jamie let's let's wrap up here because it's (laughs) well we definitely need to get you back on uh we'll talk facebook ads and and all that because clearly people are interested in that and as uh as they say in the industry she'll always leave them wanting more so yeah (laughs) Let's let's do that. Jamie, how can everybody get in touch with you uh and learn more about you and we'll get that YouTube video uh in the in the comments and yeah. um and all that. Yeah, so I'm Jamie Palmer on Facebook. You can find me there. You can find me at my uh business page Outlier Marketing Group with Jamie Palmer. Um but I'm Outlier Marketing Group or Jamie Palmer on every single platform. So just whichever platform you prefer. <laughs> nice and nice and simple. It it uh it, it definitely always helps when it's when it's simple. <laughs> for people to find you uh all right everybody uh for anybody who doesn't know icon six is coming up september 12th we are selling tickets uh they are live now and uh you should go to indiepodcasters.com slash icon six it's a zoom uh call and for anybody who didn't see earlier because there was uh there was quite a few less people on i'll show it one more time uh there is going to be a theme see if you can guess what that theme is going to be for the event by the way jamie is going to be speaking at the event uh so if you want more of her uh her current time is 5 12 p.m uh social media made simple equals macro micro nano content by the way she didn't know that she was speaking it because the schedule is not out yet i'm i'm been working on it it's going to be a very long day um but there's lots of breaks that there'll be plenty of time for breaks and people to introduce themselves because we will be doing it on a zoom call 
Um, so yeah, it's I'm looking forward uh, to it and see if you can guess what that theme is. I'll be making more announcements on Monday uh, and and all of that. It is virtual. Uh, is it virtual? Oh, I can't read the fine print. It absolutely is virtual. It says it right on the right hand side there, which maybe is easier because there's so much small print inside of a small window inside of a small window. So uh, everybody, uh, yeah, do uh, go go check that out. If you want to learn how to build a better sponsorship kit, join me August 20th. Go to IndiePodcasters.com slash workshop. You get one month uh, entry into the IndiePod University. And if you want to gain access into the IndiePod University where you can learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast, uh, you can go to IndiePodcasters.com slash tube. Hit that subscribe button so we can get our subscribe. I think we're up to 32 now. Like... Woo-hoo! Like it's Woo-hoo! it's it's growing slowly but steadily, um, yeah. So uh, go go check that out. Go hit the subscribe button, and you'll be entered to win a free ride into the IndiePod University. Everybody, uh, tomorrow I will be doing a one-on-one coaching session uh, with one of our icons in the community. Uh, I forget who it is. Uh, with Isaac, it uh, looks like we'll be talking about be- the, let's see, what topic would you want it to be around? She, he says beginning podcast journey. So we'll we'll see. Maybe he's uh, pre-launch stage at this point. Uh, I'll be working with him here at 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow uh, here in the IndiePod community. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, uh, Meg, Dave. Shirley, Erica, who else? Brad, thank you all for being here and enjoying it. And remember, as a podcaster, you are a leader and always lead with love. Take care, everyone. Have a